Religion and politics are two things I can't fucking stand. Two right long friends. You'll never hear the top five Nickelback songs. I hate the word hate. Two right long friends. That poor idea was just dragged out. I don't know what was that? Episode 7. We're on episode 7 already. Uh, thanks for listening. You can find us at thesubtractive.com. You can find us at also any, anywhere that has podcasts, you, you can listen to us there. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook. We got the Subtractive and your boy Rick Roy podcast group. Yeah, that group's going to be a lot of fun, too. How the hell are you doing, your boy Rick Roy? You know what? Not too shedded, man. Doing pretty well. We had the most technical difficulties in getting a podcast completed last week. Like, more than we have the entire time we've been doing it in one week. It was a nightmare. That was... It was. Hopefully this week uh, runs a little smoothly. Uh, we have a special guest today, um, owner and proprietor of Lost Taurus Brewing, Mr. Gary Crock, 80s Rock. Gary, how the hell are you? Hey, I'm doing well. I can't believe you waited until episode 7 to... Have me back on, but hey, I'm happy to be back on anytime. <laughs> hey, has it been that long? I, you know, I, I do hear that. I can echo that. Yo, has it been that long? Yeah, I don't think. Have I been on season three at all? Yeah, you were on season three for some. Maybe, I thought, yeah, of course you were. Was he? Yeah, we'll figure yeah, it out. Yeah, you had to have been, man. You had to have been. You're a staple on this show. Yeah. Well, I yeah. listen to the podcast every time it comes out every Wednesday, and I kind of lose track. I don't know I do what, so. like, what episode I, I, I'm on. Or, I'm yeah. the same way. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, you know what, dude? You are the glue. I'm the binder. And the subtractive is all those motherfucking pages. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Neither do I. That's <laughs> okay. So, uh, how the hell is business? Um... How is it running your own brewery? It's a lot of work. Um, it's worth it, 100%. Um, it's going really well. All I do is brew and get to work. That's all I do, and distribute the beer. And that's uh, Lost That's Lost Taurus Brew. Is your, uh, you, you said before you were working on a new website. Did you ever get that website switched over, or is it still the same? Um, it's still the same. Um, hopefully within like a month it'll be switched over off of the old server to the new site because it, it really needs yeah, an update. Yeah. But uh, I'm in the same boat. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And that's LostTaurusBrewing.com. Cool beans, man. And uh, that maple stout sounds like it's perfect for uh, winter. I actually wish I still drank so I could try it. I'd be putting them down. Ooh, I'd be putting those motherfuckers. In a year from now, you're going to taste the maple stout aged in a bourbon barrel. There we go. From Buffalo Trace Brewing and Distillery in uh, Kentucky, and it's going to lead to a nice uh, aged taste to it. It's going to be really wow. good. Uh, Yale Billiards in, in uh, Wallingford. Uh, you can go to Joe's Filling Station in Cromwell and also Tap House 150 in Cromwell. Um, and if you stop down by Maloney's Pub, you know, they, they, they sometimes have some. Congratulations, my man. Congratulations. Welcome back to the show. 
So we decided we were going to do another battle, um, top five influential bands you've never heard of. Gary Crock being a friggin', almost a music guru. He's almost a guru level uh, music. I do extraordinaire. Extraordinaire within a genre. <laughs> so we decided to have him on and we'll make this a little bit of fun. Gary, you go first. We'll have our guests go first. Ladies first. UFO. UFO. You know, they actually, the Scorpions guitarist was in that band. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they were in the 70s, and they uh, actually influenced so many, like, hard rock bands that, you know, they were just like, they're like Uriah Heep. You know, you heard of them, but you haven't heard of them. Right, right, yeah. Just like Uriah Heep. No, that's a, that's... Because that's the thing. I have heard of UFO, but I've never heard. I, I probably have heard them, but I can't match their name to to their music. I've had I've had some of their um, albums come through before. I've seen UFO. I've never like actually put the album on. If I did, then I wasn't in a state of mind to remember. Um, but I could go along with that. Absolutely. I think they're number five, and that's yeah. I think they deserve to be on the list. What type of music did they influence, or what type, you know what I mean? What what genre was that? What, they're like hard rock. They're like a scorpion Like a classic thing. thing. Um, just, yeah. yeah, they influenced a lot of like 80s, 80s metal stuff, too. So your number five was UFO. What do you got for number five, your boy? Like usual, when it comes to lists, dude, you guys know me. I'm like, oh shit, that was a list? Oh, I wrote something completely different than y'all. Well, what... <laughs> what what's what do you got? Uh, what do you got for your number five then? The most influential bands in the world. I'm gonna have to come up with a really good one and use it at number five and say Venom. Venom. They started in the '80s, man. Holy shit. Venom started death metal, so they're the first band to actually release an album that was categorized as those black metal. Right. So they influenced everybody in the big four, which is like. Slayer, Megadeth, Metallica, Anthrax, Exodus, Celtic Frost. I mean, they were the they were the origins of this crazy style that we've known to grow and love. Rick, I gotta give it to you. That's uh, that is an awesome, awesome number five because when I think of Voivod, I think of I mean, I've met him. I think of Voivod. Right. right. Oh God. Yeah. So I guess with my my number five, I'm gonna go with Swans. I don't know if you guys know who the band Swans is. Gary, you might know. Yeah, I heard of them definitely. Yeah, Rick, have you ever heard Swans? I I may or may not have messaged you a link of one of their songs. Yes, I, uh, a while back. Now that you said you licked me one, no, dude, what the hell? That's not influential. Huh? They're not influential. Oh my god, that band was crazy, dude. Yeah, they they were absolutely influential. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, especially along amongst uh, any type of metal. A lot of metal bands claim them because really? they're just very. Uh, yes, they're very. First off, if you watch them live, they really concentrate on their sonic impact when they're on stage. So they play things because uh, their music is very unorthodox. They play things for that sound, like that wave of sound, or that. Whereas most other bands are like the sum of four people playing music, they're like one collective uh, force on stage. Very unorthodox. Their singer is insane. He's almost primal in his stage presence. It, it's 
a lot of like the a lot of the older stuff isn't even really classified as singing. It's more just primally screaming and yelling and shit. But it, it's a really really cool fucking. Here's an old guitarist for that band was uh, uh, Thurston Moore from Sonic Youth. Before he was in Sonic Youth, he was in Swans. Damn. Yeah. So that's and Sonic Youth is pretty fucked up too. So that's well, sort of. Yeah, you're foreshadowing. It, but they were very, very big in influencing metal because of their their emotion that they put into their music, and they crush like they. Even though they didn't play metal, it was more like a noise experimental band. They still crush. Like when you listen to them, you know, they hit so fucking hard. Hmm. So I went with Swans. That was my number five. So you got Swans, Void. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Venom, and what was the other one? Uh, UFO. UFO. My vote goes to Venom. <laughs> I'm gonna vote for Venom. I already know who I'm voting for. Venom's sort of the clear-cut cool. winner. Thank of that you guys one. very much. I'm very happy about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I need to give Rick a point. Let me get. Rick, I am going Rick to revamp my list on the fly, just because everybody else I have on here, basically, is like superstars that we all know. And believe in love. So that one band that nobody's heard of, Pantera. Say <laughs> <laughs> what? Gary, what do you got for number four? We're on a roll. Number four. This is a solo artist that many people are not gonna, are gonna have to Google because they don't know who he is. So I'm gonna say Eric Johnson. He does. He did a song called Cliffs of Dover, right? And it's like a instrumental guitar virtuoso thing, you know, kind of like a Jason Becker, Marty Friedman, or like a Yangling Melm scene. Right. He did this shit in the like the late '70s. So every guitarist like that learns this this Cliffs of Dover. It's so complicated. So um, that, that's the reason why he's on here. Oh, yeah. So, Eric Johnson, that was your number four. Uh, your boy, Rick Roy, what do you got to throw up against Eric Johnson? Oh, dude, I can't throw much of So, I guess I'll throw uh, My Life with the My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult. That's a good one. Yeah. To, to explain this in terms that Gary will understand, no, it's like yeah. that 80s, the <laughs> uh, 80s fucking gloomy... Halloween, right? Whiny. Yeah, like The Cure. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it really comes to... Dude, it's not the anything that's, saying, that's up like, your the alley. Fly. Um, you know, like, when do you think about, like, classic Circle Box? I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass. I don't even want to listen to their stuff. <laughs> Hard. <laughs> <laughs> They're still, like, 70s and 80s. So Eric Johnson versus my life with the Thrill Kill Cult. I think I might have a chance. Actually. All right, what do you got? Uh, my number four. I went with Wes Montgomery. Oh, very interesting. He's heavily influenced the whole work with what you have aspect of music. Oh man, that was a good one. The, you know his pick style, the way that he picks his guitar. I don't know, Rick, if or either one of you, if you've ever seen him live. That's old. He uses, yeah, this is black and white shit, man. He uses a, uh, first off, he's a jazz musician. He's a jazz guitarist. Very good jazz guitarist, Um, very. Excellent. And he picks with his thumb only, only his thumb. The reason that he created this style, a very unique style, is because when he practiced, he had to keep quiet. So he would play with his thumb to sort of mute it and keep it quiet. And he just, that's how he plays. 
He has the quickest fucking trigger thumb I've ever seen. And his jazz licks, he's, you know, and this is if you like jazz. But his jazz licks are absolutely. Hey man, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say it's Wes Montgomery then because he's just so old, so much older. Yeah. Yeah, do yourself a favor and find a video of him playing. It'll blow your mind. He is amazing. He's so, really, he's one of my favorites. He beat out Eric Johnson, so I'm going Wes Montgomery. Well, then looks yeah. like Wes, Wes Montgomery gets the win, dude. No matter which way I go, it's not gonna matter. Yeah, Rick already has one point and. He didn't get all the points, so he's gonna whine. That's what's going well, on. Well, dude, now. I mean, <laughs> I, let's say, let's say I take Gary. What's that gonna do? Nothing. Yeah, it's Fucking you're gonna nothing. lose either way. Right. right. So it doesn't matter. So <laughs> of course. I got a point. Rick's got a point. Gary's got. Nothing. I got nothing. What the hell? All right. So you got nothing. All right. So we're at number three, right? Number three. I'm gonna say the New York Dolls. Oh, that's a good it's one. It's influenced mostly every underground hard rock slash punk that's come out after the, the 70s. That's a good one because I uh, I am a huge, huge punk rock yeah. fan. I love all punk rock. Even the worst, shittiest punk rock you can find, I fucking love it. <laughs> uh, that, that's a really good Thanks. one. Thanks. The beginnings of punk... And rock and and grungy rock, just like you know, not giving a shit rock. Awesome. Uh, what do you got to go up against that? Oh, I was gonna say the Blood Brothers, dude, but uh, the Blood Brothers are not going to really keep up with the tempo. So the Blood Brothers are like a post-punk hardcore band. I don't know. You can see their their style more like the sword, not the sword, um, chariot, and a lot of different bands that are kind of in the genre, but it just kind of explodes. That's actually not a bad one because they were uh, they were sort of like the crossover from like emo, like emo to pop. Right, right, yeah, into like an emo or like experimental almost. Right, um, almost like a Sonic Youth of their fucking genre. But right, but you can still tell their 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 roots are punk. The roots are hardcore punk. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That, that's a pretty good one. Thank you. You helped me explain that. Yeah, and they are lesser known. I don't know if I would say they're influential. I, no, I don't know if I would say that they're a, a huge influence, like bigger than what they are, but they are definitely uh, influential. All, all music's influential. That was your number three. I went with Budgie. That was an e- this was an easy one for me. I went with uh, Budgie. Fred fan. That song is awesome. That's... Uh, <laughs> Like, you listen to that, and you know why uh, Black Sabbath started doing what they were doing. Correct. And yeah, we kind of had the discussion of um, Black Sabbath being influenced by these guys, or at least being around the same area. Yeah, I, you know, the thing is, I, I didn't do enough research on these, guy, on these guys uh, to know, but I know they were both, they both ran, they had to run in the same circles. They were both, like, the beginning of, when, when rock started turning into metal, essentially. The theory is that Budgie is earlier than uh, Black Sabbath, and I guess you know the, their discography and shit does so, tend to prove. Uh, uh. And if you you listen to them, these are the guys that pretty these are the guys that more or less uh, would have helped would have influenced. Uh, what's the fucking band I'm thinking? Uh, Deep Purple. Or holy shit! Yeah, I just can't. I, it's just so weird envisioning them so old like that, you know. If you if you can find a, a video of them playing Bread Fan, and I think the year is like fifty nine or sixty one, and the song sounds like 
a great metal riff. It, the whole thing is just a great metal. It, it sort of reminds me of Rush in a sense. Because the you know the, the the singer plays bass, he's almost got like the soprano voice, like that falsetto fucking shrill voice. But yeah, it's metal. It's metal before anybody knew what metal All right. was. Well, I, Ryan, I'm still sticking with New York Dolls for mine. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with New York Dolls for sure because uh, that was a good one. I I already knew when you said that that mine had no <laughs> choice, no, no chance. But yeah. That's fucking, that makes it exciting. We all got wow. one point. Wow, I'm glad I got a point now. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. So, Gary, what do you got for number two? Number two. I'm going to go around to the 80s and say Gorguts, because they influence so much death metal that's around right now. Dude, all right, hold on. Before, before I talk more about this whole thing, dude, I'm going to throw in Guar. So so you have a gore guts, and then you, you threw Guar immediately in at gore guts. Yeah, because I believe it depends on like how you look at the whole situation between gore guts and Guar. I was gonna throw them in anyway sooner or later, but so what do you think about that, Gary? I still think gore guts influenced more modern death metal bands than Gore has ever have, because this guy was from Canada. He was around since the eighties. There's a band, the band we talked about before, Rick Obscura. They named themselves after a Gorgas album. <laughs> so, uh, that's uh, so uh. fucking true. That's so fucking true, Gary. Holy shit. Yeah, this shit. is a very strong argument, by the way. Damn, dude. <laughs> so now, what I can combat that with is their fucking costumes. Their costumes have influenced so many fucking people. They get no credit at all. You know, go back to Alice Cooper. He influenced even more. Right, yeah. Mm. Damn. Alice Cooper sort of started that too. Yeah, I think a lot more people know who Alice Cooper thing. is uh, than they do Guar because Guar is more of the under, you know, off the radar. Right. But I'm sorry to say, I do, but, I do not like Guar at all. I cannot stand their music. <laughs> who the I fuck love does? Guar, man. It's not the point of liking I love it. Guar. It's the point of I, fucking. I fucking I love Guar. I love Dave Brocky. Oh that. Jesus, uh, Ryan! I think what Gary's trying to say. Stop with the David Brocky. I know. I, Gary hates David Brocky, but I think what Gary's trying to say is Guar uh, does what they do but with the costumes, but they just continued something that was already started with the costumes. I absolutely hate the Dave Brocky experiment. <laughs> I'll mm. fucking love it. I love it. I don't know. I'll give it a free plug. <laughs> so we got Guar, and we have... Uh, now, Guar did make costumes more accessible because back when you were doing kiss and alice cooper that was bands that were like too like bigger than life uh guar was never bigger than life and they still fucking did it like they were so that is respectable so i gotta throw something in at these two guys at these uh, better be good ryan yeah uh gore guts i'm i'm gonna just say what i have written down Gore guts versus Guar versus Ween. I'm gonna put Ween in there. I was just, dude, fuck you. I was just gonna say Ween. Only if it was the next one, it's gonna be Ween. <laughs> okay, I, 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 I know like Anthrax started the whole crossover with um, the the rap. They're giving credit. They're accredited for the rap rock crossover. Yeah. Uh, Ween Ween sort of took all the rules and just trashed them and said, "You just play whatever the fuck you want." Uh, that every song sounds different. 
you don't have uh, the restraints of one single genre. They're they're really they're one of the first bands to do it that drastically. You know, uh, Swans also did that too, but the Swans sound almost evolved. Wayne's sounds every song sounds fucking different. But Ryan, though, Anthrax with Public Enemy came after Aerosmith Walk This Way. And both of them, both of those were garbage. Yeah. Garbage publicity. I'm sorry, I'm not a big Anthrax fan. I just, I'm not. I am a huge Scott Ian fan, but you're right. <laughs> I'm not a huge Anthrax fan. Now, I'm telling you, man, when I saw SOD is so much better than Anthrax. When we saw him, saw them at the Hanover House in Meriden. Yes. Oh, my it God. Was, it, I just posted about that show to somebody today. They said, oh, my God, you saw SOD? I said, dude, I fucking, yeah. <laughs> fucking MOD shirt. We met everybody. Yeah, Billy, it, it was like the little... Yeah, it was because awesome. Billy Morano stuck, stuck around and shook everyone's hand. I was under 21 at the time. I yeah. couldn't follow anybody. Yeah, I, we went into, he gave me props for wearing an MOD shirt mm-hmm. and everything, man. Oh, yeah. That's, um, I went with Ween. I don't know if that's a, if that matchup makes too much sense, but yeah. We'll, we'll go with Gorguts because that's like the coolest of the three. I'm sticking with my gun in saying Guar was more influential because look at um Green Jelly or Green Jello. The rec- they rip- were, I mean, they were, they've influenced they were people a, to have pretty these- much a direct ripoff of Guar. Right. They, I Which mean, they means were. that they're influencing these bigger bands are actually fucking making it. There's a lot of costumes. They're like video styles. Right. They're not as much their music. I mean, their music was just fast punk kind of no, horror, horror punk, if you will. But I don't know. I think War actually influenced a lot more fucking people. Visually. Yeah. i say Gorguts. <laughs> you guys are going to put me on the spot, man. Or we could do something else. Or I can just stick with my guns and you roll. Nah, fuck it. I'm gonna just go with Gorguts because I think Gorguts is the best one. I dude, two points. You kidding me? I'm gonna lose the next round though. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, what's your number one, Gary? Number one. I'm gonna say it's an it's an English metal band. They, their first record came out in like I think '81. It's Blitzkrieg. Oh Blitzkrieg. yeah, Blitzkrieg. Oh yeah. Yep. Hell yeah, dude. I mean, Diamond Head was earlier, but I say Blitzkrieg influenced more. Yeah. I believe so. I I believe you're right. Everybody covers Blitzkrieg. Even I covered Blitzkrieg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a good one. Uh, what do you got, Rick Roy, for uh, to go up against Blitzkrieg? All right. So as much as um I respect Blitzkrieg for what they do, what they provided us, I think Dick Dale, the Deltones. Ooh. Son of a bitch, I was on my list too. Provided oh, just a bit more. You know what would have been a good one? Is Dick Dale against West Montgomery. Yeah, I, I had to hold them up, though. I had to hold them up, man. That's he was on my list, but I crossed him out. Son of a mm-hmm. bitch. Now, that was a good one, Dick Dale. So man. I guess this guy's wrote, uh, written things for like the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. Yeah, I mean, he did. He he plays the theme. Song exactly, that's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. So that alone is amazing. But he's influenced like the Who, the Dead Kennedys, the Pixies. I mean, 
This guy, he this guy, like sixty fourth notes or something with his. He is the, his picking. It's he, something insane like that. Yeah, exactly, dude. He is the godfather of surf rock. So. Yeah, he is. He's awesome. He's he's amazing to watch. You too. ask ninety people, or sorry, a hundred people out of fucking whatever, dude. How many guys say, "Oh yeah, Dick Dale"? Nobody. Yeah, nobody. Not not many people. The only. The only reason anybody even knows him is because of the movie Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. happened to be one of the biggest movies ever made. And that's how people found out about Dick Dale. But well, not, that's, how more, that's how the masses found out Dick Dale even existed. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good one. Dick Dale, that was your number one. My number one is a band that has influenced uh, the local scene so... so profoundly uh, and immensely uh, I'm talking about the deep underground scene like the the bands that are never going to make it you know what I mean uh, and that's Anarchy in the Basement I went with Anarchy yeah. in the Basement for number one this motherfucker you talk about bands that uh, they just keep trying and uh, they they have a code and they stick to this code and they're proud of it and they're proud of what they do um and they've been running the basement. They've they've been touring basement circuits all over America for about twenty years. Dude, the thing yeah. about AITB is these guys have such an incorporated style. They'll do punk metal. They will do yeah. Anything. They'll do whatever. And they'll if you if you uh, introduce them to a new sound and say, oh my god, you have to listen to this new genre of music. They'll go out and make a whole album out of it. In the like, they'll just—that's what they do. They do what they want, and fuck everybody else. It's really, really cool. Anarchy in the basement—that was my number one. Look them up, hook them up, do what you gotta do, cause they do it for the food. <laughs> there's nothing. There's no no other band that I could say right now that's gonna top the ITV. You want to talk? This is a this is a fucking one of the hardest working bands I've ever seen. And uh, they reap absolutely none of the rewards for it. For it, it, it they're, but they keep going. There's no sign of them stopping. Uh, no matter what you throw at them, they just keep going. That was our list. Uh, Gary Crock, we would like to thank you so much for being on uh, once again. We love having you on, man. It was amazing. Thank you so Always much. Always a pleasure. Episode 7. Hopefully I could come on to your final episode of Season 3. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Check us out on... Uh, Spotify and Google Play and Stitcher and, and, and so and so and so and so and so and all that. Uh, also, check out Privateers Inc. They're also on all the same. Check them guys out too. And uh, Kevin St. Art on Instagram. Mr. Gary Croc. Check out LostHorseBrewing.com and uh, DeSubtractive.com. Subtractive.com.